Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast called Wisdom's Echo. I'm Samantha Mahoney sharing a thought with you for the day. I recently watched a short little YouTube video by Bob Newhart. It's just a few minute clip and it's entertaining and it's funny, but there is so much truth in it. So I'll try and set the stage for you. There's a woman called Catherine. She comes in to see Dr. Switzer, who must be a psychologist or a psychiatrist or something like that. And she comes to see him with a specific problem. She has a fear, a very real fear. And that fear is of being buried alive in a box. So Dr. Switzer sits down in front of her and he says to her, I do things a little bit differently. This is my billing protocol. It's going to be $5 for the first five minutes and then nothing after that. And I guarantee it. And she says, are you serious? This is too good to be true just about. He says, but wait, I'm not finished. I only do cash or check, uh, no insurance claims, and I don't give change. Okay. And Catherine smiles because this is amazing. And so he says, right. He looks at his watch. He says, go. She goes, go. He goes, yeah, let's hear the problem. So she says, well, the problem that I have is that I have a fear of being buried alive in a box. When I think about it, I start to panic. My palms get sweaty. It overtakes me. And Dr. Switzer says to her, has anybody ever tried to bury your life in a box? And she says, no, but just thinking about it makes my life horrible. I can't get in elevators. I can't go through tunnels. Anything boxy makes me go into this anxiety. So Dr. Switzer says to her, oh, so you're claustrophobic. And she says, well, I, I guess I am. He says, all right, I have two words for you and I need you to listen carefully. I need you to take them out of this office and I need you to incorporate them into your life. She says to him, this is going to be amazing. Let me just get my pen and pad. Let me write it down. Dr. Switzer says, well, most people can normally remember it. It's only two words. So she gets out her pen and pad anyway and she gets herself poised and ready and he screams over the desk, stop it. Well, of course she's offended. Stop it? What do you mean stop it? And Dr. Switzer spells it out for her. S-T-O-P, new word, I-T. Catherine says, what are you saying? And Dr. Switzer says, you know how funny this is. Every time I give this advice, everybody says the same thing. So Catherine says, so you're saying that I should just stop it? And Dr. Switzer nods his head. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly what I'm saying. You don't want to go through life being anxious about being buried when it's probably not even going to happen to you. And she says, well, no, but since childhood, he stops. So he says, we don't go there. Just stop it. And he looks at his watch. He says, well, that's you sorted in three minutes. So that will be three dollars. Catherine pulls out her purse and she's hesitant. And she says, well, I don't have change. And Dr. Switzer says to her, that's one of my protocols. I don't give change. She says, well, then I want to utilize the full five minutes. So Dr. Switzer sits down and she says, I'm bulimic and I stick my fingers down my throat. I'm compelled to do it. You see, my mom used to, and Dr. Switzer stops her and says, we don't go there. She says, but wait, my horoscope says, he says, we definitely don't go there. Just stop it. What else? What else do you want to talk about? We have a minute left. Well, I always get in destructive relationships. Dr. Switzer says, do you want to be in a destructive relationship? She says, no. He says, well, then stop it. She says, but wait, there's more. I'm afraid to drive. 
Well, stop it. You need to get around, don't you? Stop it. And Catherine now gets upset. She says, I don't like this therapy. So Dr. Switzer says, are we moving too fast? She says, yes. He says, okay, well, then I've got 10 words that will help you clear everything up for you. You might want to get a pad and a pen for this. So Catherine gets her pad and her pen and she's waiting patiently. Dr. Switzer says, stop it or I'll bury you alive in a box. Now, I know that's, that's on the humorous side. And if it were just that easy, I think we would all be doing it. So there's something amiss, isn't there? Paul even says it. I do that which I shouldn't and I don't do that which I should. It's in our nature, it's in our programming to go for destructive habits. Where does this programming even come from? How did it even get there and how can you deal with what's on the inside of you that causes you to react, either emotionally like an outburst or a destructive pattern that you see happening in your bloodline like addictions, for instance. Your programming is contained on your human hard drive inside of us, if, if I can use an old school term as well, your central filing system. All of us have got a human hard drive on the inside. Ian Clayton talks about how we take in something like 200 billion bits of information per second. You don't always, um, I mean, you're not aware of Oh, not, not even a few hundred things maybe you might be aware of in your conscious mind, but your unconscious picks up all that information. All that information in your environment goes into your central filing system or your human hard drive. And then it's, it's posted there as a learning. So should you come to another situation, your, your body goes through all the files and says, is there a way that I need to deal with this? And then you react. Now, just to prove this point of programming, let me ask you to do a quick exercise. I want you to hold your hands up in front of you. Now, I want you to clasp them together. Just don't, there's just not a science to this. It's just a, a test for me to show you. Just clasp your hands together so that your palms are together. All right, look at your thumbs. Which thumb is on the top? For me, it's always my right thumb. All right, well, let's just, let's just uh, give it the benefit of the doubt. Shake your hands out and clasp them in front of you again. Which thumb is on the top? Chances are it's exactly the same thumb. For me, it's always my right. If you now try and clasp the other way so that your left thumb is on top, it feels very unnatural. It just doesn't feel right at all. So let me ask you this. Why do you do it like that? Why do you always, when you clasp your hands, have your one thumb favored over the other? It's in your programming. You don't know why you do what you do, but you do it. So let me talk about source versus symptom, because this is our way of dealing with things. And I'm going to first bring in a scriptural reference, and then I'll bring it down into the natural so we can understand it nicely. Matthew 12, verse 43 to 45 in the Living Translation says, When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert, seeking rest, but it finds none. Then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept, and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. 
That will be the experience of this evil generation. Okay, let me put that on pause and let me explain it to you in another way. When we see something that's amiss in our life, we see a manifestation in our life. We see fruit that we don't like, like Catherine did. I have this fear of being buried alive in the box. I have destructive relationships. I'm scared of driving. We have a symptom, okay? And then it, it affects our lives. It can ruin our lives. So what we do is we try and seek help for that symptom. So if it's anger that you have manifesting in your life, maybe you might go to anger management classes, or you might go to Sozo, or you might do, oh, whatever, counseling. You might do psychologist, you might do whatever it is that you do because you want to get relief, you want to get this fruit cut off so that it stops manifesting and affecting your life anymore. And as you've just determined, you can't just stop it because it's in your programming. So how do we deprogram the rubbish that's there and how it got there and reprogram towards um, activities that bring life and that free you from all of this? You know, where does this programming even come from? It comes from your DNA. So, you know, sometimes some of us are really stuckered because we don't know what's in our DNA, what's gone on 500 years before that is contributing to your programming. How are you even going to know how to fix it? You don't know what they did in those days. How are you going to take care of that programming that causes you to do certain things? Now, let me just give you an example of what that kind of programming looks like. It could be an addiction, okay? It could be an unnatural fear. Do you have an unnatural fear that it's never happened to you like being buried alive in a box, like trees, and you'll rather walk six blocks to avoid a park so that you don't have to walk through and under the trees? Where did that unnatural fear come from, especially that you haven't had a traumatic encounter with trees or being buried alive in a box? It comes from your DNA, Something happened in a past generation, it gets encoded into the DNA and it gets passed down to you who share that DNA as a learning experience and so you respond and you don't know why you respond like that. Other parts of your programming come from what you are taught. We all come through a stage where we go from childhood into school into adulthood. There is a lot of teaching that goes on. I mean, just think about the world today and what they're trying to teach our children. This is why we've got to stay so vigilant about what we're allowing them to, um, what environment they sit in and who's teaching them and what's being said, because that's all going into their programming. Also, what you experience in your life. You have a trauma, it goes into your coding, into your programming, and it causes a response out of you. Now, let me come back to this Matthew 12, 43, 45. So when you try and deal with the fruit that you're seeing and you try and go for anger management classes, of course, you're going to learn the 12 steps. And you know what? It's going to help you. It is. But you will notice that, that you've got to constantly stay on top of that thing. And very, very um, often you will fall back into the same patterns. And as Matthew says, you will be worse off than you were before. And if it doesn't perpetuate in your generation or in your life, it will go into the next generation and you will see those same cycles repeating in the next generation. So how are we actually going to deal with this programming? Because if you even look at, 
if, if you even look at the natural, okay? So if a natural is a reflection of what's in the spirit. Let me just give you some advice from a nursery, okay? For a plant nursery. So they talk about if you wanting an abundance of fruit, you have to prune a tree. That means you cut off the fruit that's there or the buds that are there. You cut off amount of the branch or the stalk. You, you do a lot of cutting back. And this is what we do when we try to deal with the symptoms that we don't like. But what's going to happen? In another season, that's coming up with babies, right? I've spoken about this on many of my podcasts. It's coming up and it's going to multiply because all you've done is prune it. Why is it going to come back? Because that root is still in the ground. That tree is still in the ground. Yes, maybe you've cut the fruit off and for now you don't see it. But in another season, it's coming back and the person is worse off than before. So it doesn't help dealing with the symptom. You have to go for the source. So what is the source? Well, I'm glad you asked. The source comes down to your heart. So the word says in Proverbs 4, it says, Guard your heart above everything else, for the issues of life flow out of it. You've got issue in your life, it comes out of your heart. That's where your programming is. You see it in pictures. Every memory that you've ever had, every experience that you have ever been through is encoded in your DNA, in your programming, and you see it as pictures. You may think that you have healed something and dealt with it, but a secret is when the head and the heart disagree, the heart always wins. Why? Because the heart's language is pictures. If I said to you, I want you to think about the most painful experience of your life, and I gave you just two minutes to do that. First of all, I don't think it would take you very long to find that painful experience in your life because it just comes flooding back. But here's another thing I'll guarantee you. As you start to immerse yourself in that memory, you experience exactly the same pain right now, even though it might have happened 40 years ago, you experience that same pain at the same level as you did when it actually happened to you. And that's what happens with a trigger. You can be triggered by anything. You can be triggered by a smell. Um, by a song, by something that you see, by a feeling that you get. It doesn't matter. By a word. Um, you can be triggered and your programming says, here's the response for that. And so we act out. So we want to start to deal with the programming and it's all going to start in the heart. When you go back to a memory that is painful, that has not been healed, it is, it is triggering the same stress response. Your body goes into stress. Your body does not realize that this is a memory that you're revisiting, that you're safe, that it's actually you're not in that situation right now. You experience the same level. So we can't just stop it. We cannot just stop it. As wonderful as that sounds and as easy as that sounds, we cannot just stop it. We have to go down into the root and we have to pull out that whole tree if that fruit is going to stop manifesting for once and for all. So it's to deal with the heart issues. Now, this is something that I'm passionate about. And so I've actually studied to become a healing code practitioner where we learn how to get down to the root of what is in your heart. And it is much easier than you think. This has changed my life. It changes the life of other people. This is what I'm beginning to operate in now, um, working through these different things. And you know what I'm finding? 
because your body tells tales on your soul and when you deal with some of those emotional issues so if you've got a disease for instance it's telling tales of what needs what the root is that needs to be dealt with in the soul and so when you begin to deal with that root and pluck it out even though we're dealing with an emotional issue or something that that is in your programming that your heart remembers it's going to have a physical healing effect on your body And so this is why I love what I do, because we're dealing with the memories, with the programming that's on the inside of us, and there is physical manifestation of healing. So I just want to remind you of that scripture in Proverbs, for guard your heart above everything else, for out of it flow the issues of life. So that's what I wanted to share with you today, and um, I'll be sharing more as we go, but... um, I hope you have an awesome day today and I'll see you, I'll connect with you next time.